You're listening to Let Us Adore Him, a podcast series that explores Adoramus, the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage and Congress, taking place in Liverpool from the 7th to the 9th of September 2018. Today, we hear from Canon John O'Toole, affectionately called the Singing Canon, thanks to his cheery tones flooding the corridors of the Bishop's Conference. He's going to tell us about the theme for Adoramus. Well, I think perhaps we've over-focused on the focus, which is Adoramus, but I think the wider theme, wider and broader, is Jesus, I am the bread of life. And I, I like that way in because it's more immediately ecumenical, because all our Christian brothers and sisters can affirm, yes, Jesus is the bread of life. And it's interesting, I think it's maybe by coincidence in the Sundays coming up to the Eucharistic Congress, the, for five Sundays we have the readings from John's Gospel, chapter 6 on Jesus, I am the bread of life, and looking at that in its different meanings, you know, he is the bread of life, he gives us the bread of life, he's present in the word as bread of life and in the sacrament as bread of life, so it, it's a very rich material, I think. And it's also something that we hear in church and even sing through our, our hymns and other things, don't we? That's right. I am the bread of life, of course, a very popular hymn. Perhaps we missed out the significance of I am, because I am, of course, is the divine title. It's a claim of the uniqueness of who Jesus is and that he is God with us and the heart of the Eucharist. There's not just I am, but I am with you. That, to me, is the, the real theme, I think, of the Eucharistic Congress, the presence and the power of Jesus uh, present with us to nurture us and strengthen us, uh, just as bread strengthens and nourishes us, so the presence of Jesus strengthens and nourishes us. So it's a very rich concept. And in terms of some of the music, what would you suggest we can engage with ahead of Adoramus? Well, I think music is a very good way in. I was struck, uh, because I work ecumenically, I was uh, noticed that the Methodist hymn book is called Singing the Faith. And I think maybe singing our faith is a good way in to the mystery of the Eucharist rather than actually reading theological tomes, uh, rich though they are, that perhaps we learn our faith, you know, the law of prayer is the law of believing, and by singing it. So, you know, it can be a traditional thing, soul of my saviour. Of course, O Bread of Heaven, a more traditional one, but on, specifically on the theme of bread, I am the bread of life. The one that caught my eye was one that we don't sing so often these days, which is See Us, Lord, About Thine Altar which I think is one perhaps that needs to be recovered and resung in our own time. There are six verses in the hymn. Now, I'm not going to sing all six, you'll be pleased to know. But the three of them particularly, because it's the idea of the Eucharist as uh, Christ calls us, chooses us, calls us, gathers, strengthens and sends us, I think is the action of the Mass. So this begins with the gathering and then the meaning of what we're, we're doing and then applying it to our real lives. So the tune is a lovely tune by Edward Elgar, and um, so it's good quality music as well as good quality words. So I think it goes something like this. See us, Lord, about thine altar, though so many we are one. Many souls, my love, united in the heart of Christ thy Son. Wheat and grape contain the meaning, food and drink he is to all. One in him we kneel adoring, gathered by his loving call. 
Hear us yet so much is needful in our frail disordered life. Stay with us and tend our weakness till that day of no more strife. And so what what moves you particularly about those words? First of all, that we are gathered by his loving call, that we're not just gathering because we're like-minded, that Christ gathers people who are not like-minded, and yet we're all called to be, in our very difference, to be members of the one family. I also like wheat and grape contain the meaning that the signs, although Christ is hidden, he's also revealed in the signs. And so wheat and grape, you know, food and drink he is to all. So it's food for nourishment, wine for joy, sometimes for sorrow too, but he's with us in all uh, the moods of life. And then I suppose I particularly like the acknowledgement of our own frailty. Hear us yet so much is needful in our frail, disordered life, that the Eucharist uh, puts us together again and strengthens us. It's not our own strength. Stay with us and tend our weakness till that day of no more strife. That's putting our faith in God's mercy and and, and compassion and love, uh, despite or even perhaps because of our weakness. It's pretty inclusive, isn't it? Yeah. So despite yeah. our, our imperfections, we can still be in the presence and really take peace and consolation from the presence of Christ. Well, that's a, yeah, I think that's a lovely way of putting it. He's not appalled by our weakness. He draws near to us in our weakness to strengthen us. You know, not to condone our weakness because, I mean, we're also called to change and be transformed. And so the Eucharist is also a challenge, but it's a gentle challenge saying that, you know, we're loved. It's not if you change, I will love you. It's because I love you and now you can change. Uh, just like a parent uh, love. Absolutely. And also, of course, you know, here we have a chapel. We're lucky enough to have a chapel in the building. And I guess as well, as much as exposition is very important, as much as going to mass is very important, it's also, is it not taking those times where even if there's nobody else in the chapel, you can still sit there quietly, contemplate, be in the presence of Christ. Yes, and and I think maybe we're rediscovering that although the Mass is the, the source and summit of our Christian life, it's not the only way praying the, the, the divine office the, of the church, you know, saying morning and evening prayer, doing devotions together, or just being still on one's own. There, there are many different ways in which we encounter the, the presence of Christ. And, you know, finally, uh, Canon John, I was talking to a few friends about Adoramus, actually, and being in the presence of Christ. And funnily enough, they said that actually when they're bringing people who aren't Catholics, they they might be Christians or, or people of other faith, that have a sort of curiosity as to how we do things. They often bring them into church at times of adoration. So it's not mass, but it's it's a time of adoration. And people tend to stay. They t- tend to be very, very interested in what's going on and, and feel that peace, even if they are not a Catholic themselves. Yes, when I was at the St George's Cathedral as Dean, I, I noticed how people would slip in and it was a chance to light a candle. They may not be yet ready for the, the whole Mass, but they want to come where they feel comfortable. And you know, But they've come through the door and it's important that the door is open for them to come through. Um, but they may come further, but you can't force people. It's letting them find their own readiness and, 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 and the right time for them to move ahead on the, their, their own journey of faith. Well, let's hope Adoramus encourages people along that journey. Canon John O'Toole, thank you very much indeed. And thanks for the the verses of uh, song there. Thank you, James. Thank you. Our scripture reading comes from John chapter 6. Jesus answered, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never be hungry. 
He who believes in me will never thirst. But, as I have told you, you can see me, and still you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I shall not turn him away. Because I have come from heaven, not to do my own will, but to do the will of the one who sent me. Now the will of him who sent me is that I should lose nothing of all that he has given to me, and that I should raise it up on the last day. Yes, it is my Father's will that whoever sees the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and that I shall raise him up on the last day. We end today's podcast with a prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, you gave us the Eucharist as the memorial of your suffering and death. May our worship of this sacrament of your body and blood help us to experience the salvation you won for us and the peace of the kingdom where you live with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen.